often when we come to this idea of the Holy Spirit, many of us have maybe had some interesting experiences in the past um, at different denominations, different uh, faith traditions, where you're like, okay, that was weird. Or you were in a faith tradition where you recognize the Holy Spirit, but, but we don't really um, understand how much we depend upon the Holy Spirit. You see, the reality is, is that Jesus says in his text more than one time that he's going to send the helper. Well, if he's going to send the helper, what does that indicate to us that we need help? And, and this goes back to the beginning. If we look at, at the, the Lord said to Adam, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper. Now, women, I'm not telling you that you're the Holy Spirit. But what I'm saying is we're looking at mankind here. And if we look at it that way, this was just a picture that we were going to need a helper because we do need help. In John 14, 16, just before this, so Jesus is talking a lot about his departure and a lot about the fact that he's going to give us his very spirit to help us, to guide us. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Isn't that a comfort to you that you know that the Holy Spirit will be with you forever? He also said, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. How many times do you feel like you don't know how to handle a situation? Or you know that you need to know something, but you just don't know it? Well, I want to encourage you to spend time in God's Word because the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance to you all those things. When you spend time here together and you hear the Word of God going forth, He's going to bring to remembrance all that He's saying to you. And even in this moment, guess what? I'm not the one who is instructing you. God uses me to preach His Word, to teach His Word in Bible study, to discuss, and it's Holy Spirit that actually is teaching you. By the way, that's great joy for me because it takes some of the pressure off me, but then it adds another pressure because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the Holy Spirit. Jesus also says, even before the passage we read today, but when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Listen, the Holy Spirit is always guiding you and pointing you to Jesus. And I know sometimes you think, well, that's the Sunday school answer. Read your Bible and pray. It's Jesus. That is the greatest answer. Jesus. Read your Bible and pray. It's good. But let's start with Jesus. It is all about Jesus. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in the life of the believer. He's moving you to always see Jesus in everything. Whether you're reading the Old Testament or the New Testament, or even if you're watching a movie or you're outside, you can see the imprint of God. You can see Jesus in it. And I encourage you to look for that. You know, when you, read, when you read some passages about Joseph, and you go, oh, God used Joseph to deliver the, the, the Egyptians, to give them safety. But then he also used Moses, right? We could go and use Samson. Samson, of all people, he used to pronounce judgment and help move the people out. So we see God is always in the business of guiding his people and delivering his people. Let me tell you about Chippy. Isn't that cute? There you go, Kathy. I got an animal. So Chippy was a happy little bird, and his owner one day, she goes, you know what, I need to clean out his cage, there's got to be a better way, I'm going to use the attachment to my vacuum cleaner, 
And that should work. You guys already know where this is going, right? So she turns the vacuum cleaner and sticks the hose in the cage, and she gets a phone call. So she goes and reaches for the phone, all of a or however it sounds. All she knew is that she had sucked up turpy, tur uh, chippy, turpy, chippy, it wasn't turpy there, into the vacuum cleaner. And so it's one of those bagless ones, so she can see him in there, right? He's spinning around, all of that. So she turns it off, she hurries and gets him out, and she, he's stunned, right? He's sitting there stunned, but he's just filthy. She goes, I know. I'll run into the, to the bathroom and I'll put him under the sink faucet. Goes in there, sprays him off. I mean, Chirpy's just like, I hate this. And then she sets him on the counter and he's shivering because now he's cold because she had to wait for the water to get warm, right? Got to get that dirt off. And so she goes, oh, I'll get the hairdryer. I'll turn it as high as I can. So she blasts it on him and he falls into the sink and pulls out. So she puts him back in his cage. A week later, she goes to the vet with, with Chippy. And Chippy goes, well, you know what? Or the, the vet says, well, what's wrong with Chippy? And so the gal explains everything that had happened. He goes, so what's your, and he goes, okay, so what's your concern? Well, Chippy just, just sits on his perch looking stunned and, and, and he, he never sings anymore. And the vet goes, what do you expect? He was sucked up, washed out and blown over. <laughs> but what I find interesting about that is that this is how many of us feel. We feel like Chippy. It doesn't take a pandemic to feel that way, by the way. We felt this way at times before the pandemic. We feel that we've just been sucked up by the world. We feel that the world is just pouring all its dirt and garbage on us. And then when we feel like we're going to get a bath, it's just like a fire hydrant. It just blows us over. And so we find ourselves just, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to do anything. And we're numb. And this is not so with the Christian. Now, you might feel this way at times, but the Holy Spirit is working in your life. He knows you've been sucked up. He knows you've been, you know, just covered with dirt. And he knows you've been, you know, blown over and washed up. He knows that about you. And those are the kind of people, by the way, that he loves to use. People like you and I who are desperate in need of the Holy Spirit to work. See, the Spirit guides us. Jesus told us that when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide us into all truth. Listen, we have to navigate some things these days. I would encourage you, and I encourage you all the time, if you're not in the habit of reading or listening to the Bible on a regular basis, I would encourage you to do it because the truth is contained in the words that God has preserved for us in the Bible. And we need to have Him bring that to remembrance like when things are crashing down, we go, wait a second, Jesus wins, okay? Sometimes we need to know that. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He tells you that he's interceding for you. He ever lives to make intercession for you. It's important for us to remember those things because sometimes we feel like this. And I think we find ourselves in this pattern, well, at least I do as a believer, of trying to do things on my own, trying to figure things out in, in my own flesh, and Paul says to the Galatian church, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Look, you realize that when you receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit did what's called conversion in your life. He changed you. He, he made you new. Bless you. And now we see that what happens is, is that we know that that, oh, all of us would say, I had nothing to do with my salvation. The Holy Spirit did it all. Right? God did it all. There's nothing I could have done to add to that. But then we find ourselves trying to be more spiritual. Trying 
to have more answers, trying to live this life like we think we're supposed to live instead of resting in the finished work of Christ and from there realizing that our life is no longer our own because we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you and I who live. This is tough to think sometimes because sometimes we feel that we are trying on our own. But Christ who lives in me. This is what the Holy Spirit is always reminding you, always guiding you to know that it's about Jesus Christ. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. When we try to do things on our own, we're stepping outside of faith. And because God loves you so much, when you step outside of faith, those will last maybe a little while, but they'll fail. Because he wants you to know that his plan for you and his working in your life is better than anything you could ever ask or imagine. He also guides us and tells us, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now this word if is interesting there. A better interpretation would be, well, since you live in the Spirit. Paul is talking to them and he's kind of making a, a rhetorical statement. And he's kind of making this whole idea, that, listen, you guys are in the Spirit, and since you're in the Spirit... Let us keep in step within the Spirit. If you have been changed by the work of God in your life, if you've been made new because you've received the forgiveness of sins, then guess what? You are in the Spirit. You might not feel like it at times, but at the same time, you might feel like, man, I feel torn between the flesh and the Spirit all the time. Well, you didn't feel that way before, but you're in the Spirit. So we want to listen and stay in step with the Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit is wonderful. And I think he wants you to know that, that, that he is with you all the time. He's speaking to you all the time. And he's guiding you into all truth all the time. If we would listen. Paul also says, says walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's actually 5.16. So just notice the typo there. But let me encourage you this. The work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. I kind of boil it down to a, a couple of phrases here. So if you want to know what is the Holy Spirit doing in my life, the Spirit testifies of the truth, right? We know, testifies of the truth. Bringing glory to Christ, everything pointing to Christ, by working the very disposition of Christ in the life of every believer. Do you realize that you are being changed into the likeness of Christ? That means that you're taking on the disposition, right? The disposition is just the very nature of who somebody is. God is, the Holy Spirit is working that into you. And what's fun is I can look at everyone in here and I go, God's working in you. God's working in you. God's creating the disposition of Christ in you. And I have hope because it's not about me telling you what to do. It's about what God is doing in each and every one of you. But why does he do this in the life of the believer? Well, he does this, for one thing, to prove that we're not alone. Right? The more we spend time with the Lord, the more we listen to the Holy Spirit, the more we know that we're not alone. How many times do we feel alone in this world? We could be in a crowded room and feel all alone. But Paul tells us, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believe in him, were sealed you, are, you believe you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the guarantee that you are God's child. We see that also expressed in baptism, right? We see God's gifts poured out where he says, this is my child. This one is washed. This one is cleansed. This one is new and resurrected with Christ. 
We also know that in him we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Us individually, but when we gather together, right, we are here gathering together because the Holy Spirit has brought us here. And the Holy Spirit wants to do a work not in only us individually, but in us as a body of believers to affect change, not only in us personally and the way we live, but also to go out and make a difference in the world for Christ because this world is fading away. Everything that it has to offer is temporal. And if we didn't know that by now, we should because they don't make anything to last anymore. We live in a disposable society. Everything. I don't expect something that I get to last very long. I buy a pair of shoes. Now, I, I wear shoes a long time before I get rid of them and underwear. But no. But, um, <laughs> but Laura buys me those. But, <laughs> but, but here's the thing is, is that, that you, you wear things out. But I know, like my socks, I know my socks have a shelf life. I know that my shoes have a shelf life. I know my car has a, a, a short life. And I'm always looking for that next thing. Um, in fact, if some of you, which you are, you're still young, but some of you are of the generation where you just fix things, right? And you kept them going and you kept them going. And then you replaced them with something and you still kept it because you're like, well, I can't throw it away. How do I do that? You know, it's because it's obsolete, but I can't throw it away because that was the, the, the mentality that you had. Some of us still have beta players in our homes. None? Oh, good, right? <laughs> How about the big disc players, right? Everybody have those? But the thing is we live in a disposable society, but when we gather together, we are talking about things that are eternal. Things that when we go out into the world in this disposable society, we can say, you know, there are things that last longer than MySpace. Or, I guess Facebook's become the old person thing too. But, you know, there's, there are things that last longer than the latest app that you can get. And so I want to encourage you, I'm going to challenge you this week. When, you know, we say often that, that we, we pray, God, what are you inviting me into today? I want to encourage you to pray that God would invite you into boldness, to speak his truth in boldness. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go punch somebody in the face with the word of God, right? Oh, that means that, that I'm going to be sure about, about listening to the Spirit and sharing his love with others in a way. Now, if the Holy Spirit gives you an opportunity like he did Peter and Paul at different times, to stand up before people and to proclaim his word, we want to know that you're prayed up. But one of the things that when we gather together is that we would pray for one another for boldness. Because you see here in Acts chapter 4, by the way, we're going to start the book of Acts in June and go through it this summer. I'm really looking forward because we're still living the, work, the book of Acts right now. We're still part of the Holy Spirit movement in this world. And I want us to catch a glimpse of that and get excited about that because we're part of something way bigger than ourselves. And I'm so thankful. But they gathered together and the place was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now, we know they already had the Holy Spirit because these were believers. And we know they had it, but they were given and filled with the Holy Spirit to go do the work of the ministry. Which when you gather here together, you're being equipped to go do the work of the ministry. That work of the ministry is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And why is that important that we come with that expectation, with that desire? Because God has asked us to go and make disciples of all nations. That's what he's asked us to do. And I would like to even emphasize, he didn't just ask us, he commanded us to do this. 
And if we don't pray and ask for boldness from the Holy Spirit, we're going to mess it up. And we're probably not going to do it at all. Now again, everyone has different gifts and different abilities. But God has given you access to a people group, a neighborhood, a workplace, a community, a family that the rest of us don't have access to. And so the Holy Spirit is guiding us in those moments to say, God loves you. God has a plan for you. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, has done it all for you. And you no longer have to be alone. You no longer have to be afraid. You don't need to be without hope. You don't need to be confused and numb or sucked up, washed up, and blown away. You don't need to be that anywhere. God has provided it all. And that comes through us being guided by the Spirit. We will not do this without the help of the Holy Spirit. God has been so faithful to give us His very Spirit. You know, in Christmas we say, Oh, Emmanuel, God with us. Guess what? God is with you right now because He has given you His Spirit. And one of the things that He wants to do is He wants to bless you. And we get to do that in communion. If we believe that Jesus is God, and that we believe that he is the only way to salvation, as the Spirit has revealed to us, we've received the free gift of salvation, the forgiveness of sins. And when we come to the table, we expect the presence of Christ to be there and his gifts to be present because he wants to build your faith. He wants to encourage you in your faith. He wants you to be assured that you're forgiven. And he wants to give you strength by his Holy Spirit to go and serve him. That's what happens in communion, whether you realize it or not, right? And so I want to encourage you to come with that expectation. And if you're like, man, I've blown it this week, or I just, you know, I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job as a Christian, listen, this is when you need to come. Especially if you think you got it all together, you're going to, okay, yeah, great. But I think most of us in here, if not all of us, if I said, do you have it all together? You'd be like, yeah, no, not even close. And the older we get, Speaking to you youngins in here. The older we get, the more we realize we don't have it together. It's not to discourage you. It's to encourage you to go, man, it's because Jesus has it all together and he does it for us. So let's just take some time. I believe the Holy Spirit is guiding each one of you and he wants to speak to you right now. And let's just take some time and listen to what the Spirit has to say.